Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini sewed. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Welcome to Science at the Minisodes Slasher Movies Edition. This miniseries, we're talking about some of the best slasher movies across the decades and bringing the science to some of our favourite death scenes. So let's talk gore, pre-pandemic mass culture and pretty girls running up the stairs. This week is episode three of our slasher miniseries and we are talking about the OG 1978 movie Halloween. Burita, what up? Oh, I didn't do I'm Abby. And Your I'm name Burita. is Abby. your name is abby shit (laughs) that's okay keep going oh god sorry hi abby halloween which is your name incidentally um i'm very excited halloween baby i'm excited um i had never seen this i me too First, first time. Really? Yep. Oh, cool. I saw the remake. I was like, I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I don't know that I saw, I saw the one where she's the professor at the university and stuff. But do you know what I really want to do now? Now that I've seen this one, I really want to see the 2018 one, which is apparently they did uh, the 2018 version as a direct continuation of this original Mm. one with the idea that every other version that happened between 1978 and 2018 (sighs) Was just could gone. just fuck off. off. <laughs> Didn't happen. Bye bye. Pretend it doesn't exist. We're in an alternate universe. So we've just done Halloween 1978 and then Halloween 2018, and that's it. Brilliant. So I do. I want. I'm definitely going to watch the 2018 one soon enough. I'm excited. About oh, it. cool. Looking forward. Yeah. So, um, shall we remind people? Shall we do before we get into it? Shall we do a little recap of what the 1978 version? Absolutely. Was for who Go for it. Unsure. So. Halloween 1978. Welcome to the movie that introduced the world to Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank you, John Carpenter. For Jamie Lee, not the nightmares. With a strong killer clown child start, we move swiftly to escaped mental patient fear and then land heavily in creepy stalker dude land. The dawning of the slasher age wasn't about blood and gore. It was lurking and creeping. Mm. And Michael Myers is a grade A lurker. Mm. The boogeyman has come to Haddonfield and found a new obsession. Luckily for Myers, all the town's adults have disappeared for the night and teenagers are all alone on babysitting duties. He dons his favourite Shatner face mask, grabs his sister's headstone and heads out to teach those troublesome kids a lesson. The promiscuous one dies, the virgin lives and the killer repels bullets and escapes. But there is one rule that this movie broke. He killed the dog. Hey. Right? Dorothy, I don't think we're in 90s disaster movies anymore. No, I was so upset by that scene. Oh, like, cruelty to animals is, is, is very really distressing. Just that little... <laughs> that whimper. Yeah. It's very difficult. I was like, I'm so mad at you for so many... Like, I'm not mad at you for anything else in this movie except for that. Just <laughs> leave the dog alone. You and test audiences. <laughs> Both. Yeah. So... This movie is the original slasher mm. 101. It's the origins. Like there were other slashers that came before. We had like Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Black Christmas. But this was the dawning of like the modern slasher, the we'll come and get you in your safe places one. And it's the one that spawned Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, 
and our favorite scream mm-hmm. it created the rules of suburban teenagers masks knives and lone survivors how did it make you feel what did you think it's amazing it it it, it took right? things that existed and turned them into like the classic tropes that we now mm. see all the time it's so different than the slashes that we see now because the patience that is shown yes and the effort that is put into terrifying us it's so different there's no blood in it hardly any blood at all it's all just terrorizing us and slowly slowly building Mm. towards the violence and it's not really about the violence itself I was so struck by how just different it was than anything I'd associate with the word slasher right I, that's the thing. I think that I confused it with Friday the 13th and thought I had seen it. Mm-hmm. So then I just went into it going like, oh, just rewatch this. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, there's kids and there's a lake and there's stuff. Or, or I saw some version of it, maybe. There's definitely some like hammy stuff in it for sure. But like, you know, it's 78, whatever. Um, It really got me. Mm-hmm. It really freaked me the fuck out. I had ge- genuinely... No word of a lie, I had nightmares. I woke up in the mm. middle of the night, the night that I watched this movie, and I was super freaked out about like the corners and and I was like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom, but I'm scared. I don't want to go into the bathroom. I was really freaked out. Yeah, it was it was properly scary. It was properly scary. Yeah. And it took it took a time and it was it's like It's really realistic. That's what he it is. knew. It's like, by the way, just a funny thing about it's John Carpenter. This is his first film and he did the music, he wrote it, he directed it, right? Wow. And and it's like he knows exactly what he's doing to freak us out. Yes. All the dark this is corners. The thing, right? yeah. And this is why it's just so realistic because it's it's this thing about the stalking and the staring. Mm-hmm. And like you've got to remember, this is made in 19 this released in 1978, so it's made in the 70s in America where it's like the serial killer funland times, right? Um before forensics were really in and after people started to get like super weird this is all happening at this time so I can imagine in 1978 this movie being released and being absolutely terrified Mm. because it's not about the superhero killer it's about the stalker Mm. it's about the guy that's following you and watching you yeah and it's fucking terrifying terrifying into the suburbs into these houses coming into the safety of our houses yeah. Oh, it's really good and there's so many there's so many things like for example when it follows her into the house, you know, it's like she's in her safe house and there's a house where all the murder is happening and the way it follows her like crossing over some invisible line into this danger house out of her safety. Yeah. It's it, and and the camera being behind her and and how much patience it has with the camera like lingering and coming with us and like yes. watching and yes. just it's so good. I wrote so that good. down about lingering camera lingering. shots. It just really huge long takes. Yeah, he just he didn't rush it. Nothing. Yeah, it's so effective. It's so it effective. It just made you and, sit in the discomfort. Yes, and I'm not going to say anything else because yeah. I want to say. Right, okay, let's get into the questions. Yeah, right. We'll get into the questions then. Okay, so, oh, I do want to say one thing just before we move on, um, because it's not one of our questions, but it passes the Bechdel test. Well, they talk about boys, school, boys, 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 boys. They talk about not boys. 
It still passes the Bechdel test. Stop. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first question. At what point did you jump out of your skin? Or what was the biggest moment? Me first? Or... Yeah, go. This is the best scary bit for me. The scene when the babysitters are all walking home from school. So there are three of them walking home, the babysitters, the camera's following them for ages. They're chatting about whatever they chat about. She says bye to one friend, then she's stuck with the other friend. And then she sees Michael Myers ahead of her coming out of the bushes then going back into the bushes. They go up to that point and he's no longer there and then keep walking. Then she says goodbye to her friend and she's by herself. Michael Myers is somewhere behind her. She keeps walking and she's sort of turning around. And at that point, the music stops and we get like two moments of silence where we're kind of like waiting the tension one moment two moment and then she bangs into the police officer and it's that build-up of like he's behind me the music gives us total silence but why I don't know but what it does it makes me hold my breath and then she smashes into that that that's my jump out of my skin bit because I fucking jumped out of my skin. <laughs> Do you know what I'm referring Very good. to? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I actually ended up I wrote down a bunch of um jump moments and that they were all quite similar like that. It was it was him and then there was the moment with the doctor and the policeman and mm. yeah. there was another policeman. moment I think Loving maybe with it. the doctor. <laughs> yeah, it was just but it was it was done really well in that like it's almost like you anticipate something is going to happen, oh, yeah. but you still, you, you still jump, you still go. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That was definitely one of mine as well. What was, what was sure. your main one? Um, so yeah, I went with my big one is the, is the, I think it's probably just the main jump in the whole movie really. And it's, it's towards the end. It's the last moment in the death house. She's found all of the bodies, that ridiculous, hilarious swinging <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was funny that was lols yeah. <laughs> and then like his one comes down and swings and anyway um but she's found all the bodies she's freaked out and she's cowering and it's just completely black behind her and then you just see the mask slowly coming out Oof. nothing else just the whiteness of the mask coming through the blackness and it just it made my stomach just go even just thinking about it now, like that just complete creepy moment of he's right there, but it was just, he didn't jump out at her. He didn't spring out, just that slow reveal of it. And you're just like, oh my fucking God. It's terrifying. <laughs> Absolute terrifying. But, so um, good. His scary breathing as well. Oh, all the breathing through the mask. And Oof. you know, actually, I'd like to give a nod as well to, um, it's that same scene you're talking about where the babysitters are walking home and he's driving the car mm. up. And um, what is it? Annie, I think, shouts at him and he breaks the car and it screeches. Mm. That actually scared me like a lot. There's just something really creepy about the fact that like he heard, he's aware, he's let them know he's aware. And now there's just silence and waiting. And, yeah, you're just and like, her bravado, <gasps> her bravado, her, maybe didn't feel like such a good idea. Yes. Yeah. And then that makes you kind of go straight away. You're like, well, we guess we know who's the first one to die. <laughs> speaking of right. speaking what of, was your favorite death scene it was hers what? hey me it too it was annie's yeah i went with annie as well 
Well, I think. Well, I think it's maybe the build-up. That's exactly what I wrote down. Expected it to happen. (laughs) Expected it to happen many, many times. The way she was sort of flailing about in her sluttiness, the way she just takes off all her clothes because of the butter, just puts on some shirt. She's so vulnerable, flailing around. You know, she has no tension because she's just so slutty. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) like you just feel like her vulnerability and the way she sings and the, 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 she doesn't even notice the car door. Yeah. When she finally goes to the car door, it's, it's locked. She gets the key. It's unlocked. She doesn't even notice because she's just so yeah. slutty, I guess. <laughs> um, Stop and referring to her slutty. Car, she didn't even do anything slutty I'm in the joking. whole movie. I'm joking. The idea was that, that they're, this, so yeah. you know, they're the yeah. promiscuous ones yeah. who are not tense about anything and, and, and yeah. therefore they have no pent up energy to use to fight. They're just sort of flailing about and, she well the one science thing i about this death scene which she comes in the car and it's all fogged up because he's inside it breathing heavily oh, is that I correct didn't notice, i did not i don't that. know either well she looks this is this is the thing the death scene i mean to me it was like just everything and then um, oh you yeah, know i do very quick and simple fog. sorry she touches the thing i don't know like so she gets in the car and she's like this is all fogged up and she touches it and it's on the outside is the fog I'm just I'm just not sure about this so when you're if you're in a car and the car is warm because you're breathing in it it's cold on the outside I guess the condensation will land on the outside of the car because the car is is warm is that it (laughs) hell oh my god I don't know I don't know I even forgot that there was fog (laughs) because she comes in she's like why is this car all fogged up and He's warmed the whole car up with his freaky breathing and his massive boiler suit body. And then it's all fogged up. So that's the thing which makes her go, why is it? What the fuck? Um, what, why did you like that scene? Because you just said you picked the same one as yeah, me. Yeah, so it was for the same reason, really. It was the build-up because it just wore me out. I was exhausted waiting for him to kill her. Like It just got to that point where it was like, I knew it was coming. He was so close so many times. I just kept going like, oh, here it is. Here it is now. When she's hanging out the window in the laundry room, here we go. Here we go. No, there's here a we kid. Go. All right, okay. Nope, but he's at here. the door in the laundry room. And then she's in the kitchen and he's at the door in the kitchen. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. No, okay. She's fine. Cool. She goes to the car. It's This is it. This is it. She's at the car. No. Nope. Okay. She's no got the keys. keys. She goes back to the house. Okay. It'll be in the house. No, nothing. And then back to the car. And then finally, I was so stressed out by the time it happened that I felt genuine relief that he killed her. Yeah. It's just like, thank God, finally, it's done. But I guess that's what was so wonderful about it, all of that build-up. I yeah. was curious as to what like his reasoning would be for why that moment. Was he yeah. in the car when she went the first... But he wasn't in the car when she went the first time. So he got in the car when she went to... I don't know, it was weird. But anyway. He was in it, I, I think. He locked it and then unlocked it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I guess like... What what is interesting about it too? Then, if we want to like say just a little bit of sciencey stuff, um, is just about the whole single-handed strangulation in the car and then the stabbing. Mm. Like, there's not much variation in the death scenes in the movie. You know, it's like hand to the throat, yeah. stab. But um, we did talk about strangulation in the scream mini so. So science-wise, I'll just say that I reckon if his hand was big enough and he has a strong grip around his throat, then I totally believe that he can just grab her around the throat from behind and yeah. um, and like incapacitate her. Because um, we already said about like how little pressure you need to block the airway. It was like, what, less pressure than what you have in a handshake? And he's a big dude. Yeah. So I reckon like, you know, 
her dainty little teenage lady neck and his Mm -hmm. big huge hand but yeah annie bless annie she's so oblivious she was the rebel She, she has such an obliviousness to her entire nature she just takes off her clothes she goes out to the laundry room she's by herself and and it just makes it so effective because yeah. you're watching her be oblivious and we know the danger and yeah. she doesn't know the danger. Um, and even Can when... Can I just say that, yeah. speaking of being oblivious, I'm like sat at home in my little makeshift yeah. recording thing in my cupboard, which means I can't see out from under the duvet and I'm starting to get really freaked out. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> my back's to God. the room and I don't know what's going on because I can't hear because my headphones are on. <laughs> I'm in a totally dark cupboard and so everything yeah. around my laptop is completely dark and it kind of reminds me of all these like dark sections in every shot. There's always like some dark oh, no. pocket where you're like, is he going to come out of that thing? <laughs> it's so scary. Well, that's what you are to me because it's all dark around you and I can just see the glow of your face. So I'm just waiting to see a white mask come up behind you. It'd be perfect timing from my end to play a practical joke. <laughs> he actually does play practical jokes on me. He has since very oh. early on in our relationship. That is he very scares cruel. Me. Well... Speaking of jumping, (laughs) we've got a different type of jump now. So we have our jump scares, but then we also have our moments where we just want to shout at the screen a lot. So what was the moment in this movie when you shouted the loudest at the screen? Screen. I think it's like a series of things. And and this is because I know this was the first slasher. So I'm going to, and it didn't set the trope just yet. It created Mm. the trope. Okay. Audiences then didn't know that the killer it gets resurrected a million times oh, until yeah. you shoot it in the head. So Annie, she takes the knife, stabs him or whatever. Laurie. Sorry. She takes the knife and she gives him a bit of a stab. And then she just drops it and goes, well, that's done. And then I was like, don't drop the knife. I started screaming. Yeah. I started screaming. And she does it again and again. It drove me crazy. Well, they didn't know back then that it was a trope. <laughs> But it wasn't even that. It was just out of actual genuine fear. Yeah. Like, it was Hold just on. like she stabs him. So he's behind the couch and yeah. he, he goes down behind the couch and she has it in her hand. And then she lets it fall down behind the couch next to his body. It's not just the fact that she drops it. It's the fact of the placement. And it was the same when she comes out of the cupboard. She stabs him in the eye with the hanger, comes out of the cupboard <laughs> And then she has it in her hand and she starts to stumble away from him and then drops it right next to his body again. It was such, do you know what it was? It was pure theater stage acting. (laughs) So many times, I'm sorry, so many times in a show and you're doing a show and the director's trying to block the show and he's like, right, well, we have to get this to here. So, you know, when you're crossing the stage, can you just drop that on the table so that the prop is in the right place for the other actor? Like, that's exactly what it was. And I was just like, oh my God, stop it. I had another thing like before that happened I did shout at the screen when Annie like takes all her fucking clothes off I just started yelling at the screen what the yeah. fuck are you doing you what Why? the hell who Why does that I was like why are you doing it that? was like they were trying to make her really vulnerable or something yes. but it was so random it was like why it's did it so have to random. be everything she drops a bit of butter I must get entirely naked go just out like, to the laundry what? I know I just like who is this person who just takes all her clothes off and like finds some random shirt and then puts on a random shirt and then also she's a terrible babysitter terrible babysitter she's just this irresponsible <laughs> and Laurie's like res- responsible yeah virgin um, oh god right so yeah. uh, let's move on to the next question um, science brain what made your science brain light up 
We're gonna, gonna get the guess same. Right now, it's gonna be the same. Fuck's sake. You say yours first. <laughs> terrible. Oh god. Uh, magically opening and closing doors. Oh no no yeah oh, we have a different, different one. You hey, go all right. Well, I'll go. Yeah, I'll doors go. Doors opening okay. by itself. So yeah, doors <laughs> opening by itself. Like, because I was like, this isn't a supernatural movie, so it drove me mad. Or, I was like, there's so it? much realism in every scene, but that every time a door opened or closed on its own, I just kept getting a silly picture in my head of him lying on the ground and pushing it closed <laughs> with a stick just to freak her out. And it's probably what they were actually doing on the set. Like, you probably had, like, some crew member lying like, down, <laughs> just like... <laughs> and I was just like, I don't have a solution for it. And I didn't figure it out scientifically if it could happen. I was kind of going, like, I guess if it was really windy and the door was really well oiled, maybe a brief displacement of air as he passes could possibly oh, yeah. cause the door to move. Or maybe he went around and he installed a bunch of little motors and under the mask, he's just like a practical joker and he's just looking for the lols and he's like, ooh, I'll freak them out with the doors. But like, oh man, it was just, what, 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 why? Why are the doors all just opening and closing? That Unbelievable. Totally. That was me. What What about you? What was your, what okay. made you bring that up? So mine, it was a good moment, but I mean, Bob. So Bob gets killed with a hand to the throat, holding him up. Michael Myers is yeah. very strong. And then Michael Myers takes his massive knife and stabs Bob and somehow pins him to the wall oh. so that when he moves <laughs> away, Bob is being held to the wall with nothing other than a kitchen knife. Yes! Which, oh my God. Firstly, I don't think it's big enough to go through him all the way into the other wall. But even if it could pierce the wall somehow it would not hold his weight i think no. it would hold the weight of like a beetroot <laughs> and then it would even then fall to the floor i think that it's a bit much and although it led to an amazing moment where he stares at it he just looks at the body like yeah. huh, a body yeah, yeah. That, that was the oh, science bit it just no. seemed implausible and well, couldn't he have gotten some fire stoker, like fireplace stoker or something more pointy than that? But you're right. It's all about the pressure, isn't it? And the the amount of pressure going from the body, the weight of the body onto the knife. Yeah. From the I top. guess you're either going to knock it out or you're going to, if the knife's sharp enough, Fly then you're just going to start. Yeah. Oh, that would have made a gross scene. <laughs> Something I didn't this, need to see. The scene where baby Ma- baby Mike Myers kills his sister. Oh my Another God. science thing was that apparently they took one and a half minutes to have sex completely and totally from yeah. fully clothed to coming back downstairs. <laughs> well, they are high schoolers. I think but- I said that when I was like, what, they're done already? And and um, <sighs> James is like, oh, maybe they just, uh, or maybe she rejected him and he's like, oh, fuck yeah. this, I'm out of here. But then you go up and she's like, Fully naked, sat She's at the completely naked. Table. So maybe he just took her. She took her clothes off. Uh, I don't know. We can start to. Do you want to just? We can do like a little uh, for our uh, extra special fans. We're gonna do a <laughs> where we try to carve out what the scene might have been that it took one hour, one minute, and twenty four seconds, <laughs> and ended up with him being fully clothed and her just being in underwear, but uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> Not for this episode. But, yeah, that the bonus episode. Bonus episode. So maybe on, like, um, like she was sex. just this and that. Um, <laughs> 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 All right. What to you is Michael Myers' superpower? 
I'm using this question to ask another question. Okay. Because we could talk about his superpowers, but I think it's more than that. What is he? Is he a human even at all? Yeah. So my question is not what superpower, but is he some just force of evil in the form of a man and not even a human at all? Which is kind of what Dr. Loomis was sort of saying. It's not a man. This is nothing human about this guy. He's just evil contained in the body of a man. So what's the killer superpower? He is like the devil. He's not human, I think. So he is like a wisp. He can disappear and he can appear. He obviously can resurrect. I think he's just this evilness yeah not human at all that's what i wanted to say with this particular question because okay that's fair that's that's my thing what about you (laughs) i went with a more traditional superpower okay as as i tend to do um i've decided that like so even though he's been stabbed in the neck the eye shot a bunch of times and then fallen (laughs) off a two-story balcony he must have some protective layer that stops him from like bleeding or breaking anything that allows him to get up and walk away and also since he can lift a man up with one hand i've opted for a superpower like thing from fantastic four he has stone-like flesh so it makes him super durable (laughs) and strong so obviously michael myers was exposed to cosmic rays during a mission in space and it made him murderous with rage and to be fair the thing is a grumpy fuck so there you go. That's my one. Yeah. That's my superpower for Michael Myers. You think he has stone skin? Yeah. I like what you're doing with the superpower thing. It keeps getting stabbed and there's not, like, there's no blood. Yeah. It's just, there's no consequences. So it means that, like, there's, you must have some sort of toughness that, like, the stabbing isn't penetrating enough into anything that's soft yeah. and squishy. And, I mean, if you're going to throw him down, if he's got stone-like skin and he's going to fall off a two-story balcony, he's going to be okay. He can also drive without ever having learned. He was being an institution since he was a child. <laughs> oh, and he, yeah. he can drive. So I'm saying uh, to look at him to look at him as human. I think is oh my god is amazing. dangerous. I think they, they <laughs> assume he, he was human. He is. Um, um, yeah. All right then. Do you have any final comments? If you do, if you have a picked, if you picked a final comment, you may have picked the same final comment as me. I didn't pick a final comment, but I kind of touched oh. on it before, but I just wanna I just wanna say more about it, which is that Laurie, why could Laurie fight back and the others couldn't fight back? It's because mm. she is a virgin and has pent up sexual <laughs> tension. And and in the thing you see that she does have um she 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 does have a crush on a boy. She does have like some sexual sort of tension in there that she hasn't gotten out she even gets like super annoyed when the the, when annie's like oh i told this boy (laughs) i love how annie's just so flouncy she flounces about Uh, i told this boy she gets really angry she's frustrated she does have anger and i think that that is her superpower because that means she could fight because she has pent up energy whereas the other girls have no pent up energy whatsoever and they cannot Mm. fight to be fair, I do think as well that, like, for Laurie, she's seen him a few times. She's on edge. Mm. She's well, not she gone in. 
Yeah, yeah, like she's not gone in with this kind of freer idea. The other girls are like, everything is easy and nice and people are okay and nobody's out to get us and everything's fine. Whereas she's seen this guy like outside the school, outside her house, you know, the car, by the bushes. So she's already a little bit like, whoa, what's going on yeah. here? And the kid is following him, so the kid's on edge. Yeah, so. And the kid and also she gets probably bullied has, though. But the kid gets bullied, so he's on edge in general because he gets bullied. So they yeah. both have reasons to be in general on edge. Tension. Yeah. A bit more aware and of their others. surroundings. Whereas Correct. that's the whole thing with the other ones. They're not aware at all of their surroundings. Which brings me very nicely into my final comment. What? <laughs> the fucking sheet with Bob's glasses on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's just like, the door opens and he's just standing there. That was the thing. I was like, why does he have a sense of humor? And not just the fact that he put the sheet over his head, but why did he put the guy's glasses on (laughs) I know, I just was imagining. just there the whole time. Bob, stop messing. Bob, this isn't funny anymore. And it's like, I'm like, I want to be scared for you right now, but it's just really funny. It's, It's really funny. Cute, Bob. Real cute. Anyway, yeah, that was that was Halloween. Uh, yay for Halloween! It's Ooh. pretty cool. Oh, it's also like, um, well, I say also, but um, we the episode that this applies to is in the future, but um, it's also like ninety-four minutes long. You know. Yeah, I'm nice loving quick. these yeah. movies that we're doing that are like one and a half hours. Bam. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. That's great. Yeah. It, yeah, it's definitely, it's nice to just kind of, it just, the movie, yeah, it's not drag the, no, I'm not going to say that. Okay, yeah, yeah, totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> All right. right, so that is it for this week. We'll continue Great. the slasher minisodes in two weeks time with a newer entry from 2017, Happy Death Day. Um, until then, we will be back next week with our main episode, which is The Fly. Happy Halloween. Um, come and find us on Instagram and Twitter if you dare. <laughs>